welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. My name is Courtney Moon from Nashville, Tennessee. I was looking for some artwork to purchase for my wife as a surprise gift in honor of our upcoming wedding 20th anniversary, which is just around the corner. I found your contact while searching, and I must admit I like your work. You're doing quite an impressive job. You are undoubtedly good at what you do. With that being said, it would be of help if you could send some pictures of your piece of works with their respective prices and sizes which are ready for immediate sales. My budget for this is within price range $500 to $3,500. I could be flexible with price, so I will hope to hear a lot more about any available piece in your inventory ready for immediate sale that would serve that purpose. As a matter of importance, I would also like to know if you accept check as a means of payment. Regards, Courtney. <laughs> ah, okay, so I added the little laughter at the end, the evil laughter, but this probably seems a little bit familiar to any of you who sell work online or have a website or are in any art marketplace. This is kind of a typical uh, email template scam to try to test the waters to see if you're going to be gullible enough to bite. And at some point or another, we've all been tempted to at least, because what happens is these email scammers prey on the desperation of artists and people trying to sell artwork. Because look, let's face it, if somebody's willing to pay $3,500 for a piece and you're struggling to make it, you are going to be more likely to try to, you know, move forward with a sale like this, even if it goes against your better judgment. They know that and they're playing off of that. First of all, before I get any further, I just want to say thank you to Mike Collins of Shockbox Gallery. And uh, he's a friend of mine and gallery owner, artist, and he shared this email uh, thread because it's pretty hilarious. And I'm going to continue on with it and show you where he went with it because a lot of times we just go, ah, screw it. And we, uh, we just don't answer them or we answer them. We find out that it's fake and then we get all upset. Mike kind of decided to just play around and and take it as far as he could and God bless you for that, Mike. So 
I'm going to continue on with uh, a little bit, an edited version of what Mike said uh, in response to this Courtney person. He's answering for an artist that he represents uh, named Kat Cohen, and he, I will skip down a little bit uh, to the good stuff. Here we go. I have bad news and good news. The bad news is really the reason for why I'm writing you instead of Kat. Kat was recently working on a large-scale taxidermy piece for a wealthy collector in New Orleans. Long story short, one of the alligators she was using wasn't all the way dead, and she was bitten badly, losing one hand and rendering the other temporarily crippled. Alas, she cannot use a keyboard, let alone create artworks for the next few months. Even then, when she returns to work, we are certain she will be forced to shift directions towards a more of a one-hand approach to things. The good news is that I am her representative agent and have access to her entire collection. She is sitting here as I type this and has selected two of her better works that she thinks would be great anniversary gifts. Courtney, your budget is a little insulting, even the high end of what you can offer, but Kat is facing several surgeries and still needs to buy Christmas presents for her nieces and nephews. This accident has really taken a toll, and you are sitting with a great opportunity to take advantage of Kat's misfortune as her desperation to pay for Christmas gifts and get the surgery and medicine has forced her to reduce her prices into your range. It's still $3,500 for either of these pieces, but you can rest happily knowing that this might be the last work she ever created and they'll likely skyrocket in value if she fails to recover. We are attaching two pieces. Both are taxidermy. One is of a fox and called Foxy Lady Love You Long Time. It is the size of a medium fox. The other is an owl wearing a haircut like Donald Trump. It works both ways. So if you like him, it's really cool. And if you don't like him, it works because it's satirical and funny. I love it and hope you choose the fox. The owl piece is called Who Dat Say They Gonna Impeach That Donald? And is the size of an owl. 3500 for either and she'll sell you both for 8000 Each piece will ship in a crate and comes with a framed print, certificate of authenticity, and surprise note and small taxidermy surprise from Cat. Her nurse is here too, and Kat just took pain pills, so maybe if you act soon, she can sign a card for you before the pain comes back. Courtney, your timing couldn't be better. You must be a man of Jesus, and your wife is lucky. Even if you don't buy a piece, your inquiry has brightened an otherwise bleak holiday and lifted Kat's spirits. She says, bless you. We will await your selection. Mike from Sharkbox, who represents Kat Cohen. I won't read you the whole correspondence because it goes back and forth, but these people tend to drag it on a little bit. So Mike responded finally with this little bit, which I think is hilarious. Dear Courtney, I'm following up with regard to your failure to reply in a timely manner. Kat has been in the hotel we arranged to meet at, and your agent is yet to have met her to take possession of the artwork. Who dat say they gonna impeach the Donald? I regret to inform you that she has been forced to cook and eat the piece since she was out of money and to some degree, hope. She is now without money, local contacts, or representation, and needing admission to a hospital to have her stomach pumped. This is all your fault, and we intend to hold you accountable. But in the meantime, would you be interested in buying a different piece for your wife as an anniversary gift? Please respond immediately, as we are both desperate and angry. Mike, who represents the possibly dying of food poisoning because of you, Courtney, artist cat. Oh, man. You gotta love it. And to some of you who have yet to be poached by these types of... um horrible people, you might be thinking, oh, that's a little harsh, but no, it is not harsh. These people are parasites and they just will take advantage of you to the fullest degree. I've seen people who have been taken or try to be taken for four or $5,000 by these people. They prey off of your desperation to sell art or your willingness or just wanting to sell art. And they, um, they will push and even get to a point where they start to th- threaten legal action. 
So this is how it typically goes. People like Courtney here. I've had many, and, and I actually just recently had one about two days ago from a supposed collector in Germany. I kind of bit for a little bit because it was short and sweet. He gave a little bit of personal information, and he had said, or he had named two paintings of mine that he liked. And he was talking about a gallery that he just opened up in Frankfurt, and he didn't see any other information than that. So I responded, you know, great. All works that you see on my website are for sale. Left it at that. And he responded back and said, okay, great. I love these two pieces. Um, this is my address. He actually gave me his address and he asked for me to give him a shipping quote to that address. I was starting to get a little suspicious because of certain gra grammatical errors at this point, but I did it and I said, well, I'm offering free shipping right now. So don't worry about the shipping quote, but I've, I've looked it up and it would be around this price. And uh, just let me know if this works for you and I can arrange through PayPal or you can just buy these right off of my website. I have Stripe and PayPal on my website. Everything is available for sale. And he responded very quickly back. Oh, I would love to, but I've had difficulties with past payments online. I really need to pay by check. And at this point, I just, I knew it was BS and I completely just stopped answering this person. And it sucks because it was actually a pretty reasonable sale, but it would have been a good sale. And he seemed like somebody who was maybe plugged into the art world. What normally happens is these people will contact you and they'll say, oh, I caught my wife looking at your work on the laptop the other night. And I, I can see that she really likes your work. And I must say, I'm impressed. The language is always very lofty, almost like you got it from a 1940s movie or something. Like they haven't caught up or that they've been using some sort of a dictionary. Uh, there's always these grammatical errors. There's... Um, lofty language. And it sounds like somebody who wrote something and plugged it into an auto translate. And so that should be your first uh, guess that this is probably false. But if you get further than that, and you bite, they will typically say, okay, great. Well, I've actually, I've had just to back up. I've had one say, I'm a marine biologist, and I'm off the coast of New Zealand right now. So and we're in the middle of a storm. So I can't, you know, I don't have access to payment methods, but I will have, I've instructed my courier or whatever to initiate payment for a check, blah, 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 blah. It's always some crazy story. Whenever they give you this long-winded backstory or hardship story or anniversary story, just trust me, it's bullshit. Because here's what really happens. If somebody's interested in buying your work online, they go online and they buy your work. Like, I don't think... I would say probably 80% of the people who buy stuff on my website, they just buy it. I don't even know who they are until I get the, you know, the invoice and I see where their shipping address is and I start shipping it. A lot of times they don't even communicate with me at all. So when somebody goes out of their way to write you a novella explaining their situation and, and what they like, telling you that they love your work, but then they ask you to provide them with details of works that would you know, would fit in a certain budget. Like they want you to do all this work to find the work for them, even though they spent all this time on your site looking. And then the other irony is they're on your site looking to buy work online and they are not willing to pay for it online. They want to pay by check via snail mail. They want to send you a cashier's check. So that should be a huge red flag too. If somebody's looking for, you know, expedited work online, then just put the fucking credit card number in there. Um, that's also why you do something like PayPal or Stripe or anything like that. 
you have an e-commerce website, which you should have, basically you just let them take over. They will do all the grunt work for you and figure out if this is a fraudulent payment or not. And that way you don't have to worry about it. You just kick back, relax. And if the payment goes through, you got it in your account and you send the work. Done. Simple. That's what you should be doing. Don't let any sort of monetary desperation in the moment get the better of you and just go, oh, well, maybe, you know, this part sounded right. Uh, You know, we've all been there, but you can do what somebody like Mike does and you can have fun with them and and keep going and playing back and forth. I've seen other scenarios like this, but um, I always just keep it short and sweet. I say, thank you for your interest in my work. All of my work is available and for sale through my website. If you like something, uh, you can check out via PayPal or Stripe and I'll be happy to send it to you. And then if they keep going and give you any sob story or a story of how they have to pay with check, then just cut ties and... Don't waste any more of your time. It's just not worth it. It's not worth the time or mental anguish that it'll give you. So anyway, um, those are some of the red flags about this kind of stuff. And for a second, let's just say that you do get caught up in their story and you get to the next stage of them sending you a cashier's check and arranging for their courier, not your own courier. Another red flag. You should just be using FedEx or USPS or UPS, whatever you use, DHL, and you should be shipping it whenever they're like too busy or they're in this crazy spot. And yet they have all this time to arrange with their courier to pick up something from you. That's another red flag. But anyway, let's say you get to that point, you're buying the story or you want to buy the story and they send you a cashier's check. They're typically going to send you a check that's way over the cost that they paid for the painting. And you're going to be like, Oh my God. Wow. Let's say you, the painting was $2,000. They send you $5,000 and you're like, Oh my God, cha-ching, right? What they're going to do is they're going to they're going to say, oh, I've sent you an overpayment. Uh, if you could send that portion of the money to my courier or or to this certain account uh, to handle the services and to because of the overpayment, everything will be settled. Right. And then you'll deduct a certain fee. They'll make it look good. Like, oh, deduct one hundred dollars for the transfer fee, because, you know, we, we don't want you to have to pay for that. <laughs> but basically, they're just counting on you to pay them three thousand dollars. And then at that point. The bank is going to figure out whenever the cashier's check clears, which can take a long time, they're going to find out that the funds were stolen or the the funds weren't in there in the first place. um, And then you're stuck. They're not going to go to this person because they can't find them They're You're going to be stuck paying for this. So that's uh, that's why I don't have any qualms with spinning a yarn and taking these people down the rabbit hole with fucking with them, because you know what? They deserve it. They deserve to be fucked with. Um, what I almost did with this collector in Germany was I was like, oh, you know what? I have a friend in Frankfurt. He's already agreed to meet at your gallery and, and pick up the payment and, and talk to you about the pieces. Uh, just give me your address and, and a good time to meet and we'll we'll arrange it. Because at that point, they're either going to not respond to you or they're going to come up with some story as to why they can't do it. Either way, you've put an end to it and found them out. And you know what? Had a little bit of fun in the process. That's what I almost did, but sometimes I'm just too busy and I'm like, you know what, these people don't even deserve the time it takes for me to write another email. But I definitely give kudos to people who do take them down the rabbit hole a little bit. And that's what I'm going to do next time. So that's the pretty typical email scam. Just, you know, look out for those stories. Look out for long-winded stories of a collector spinning yarn or grammatical errors, um, spelling errors, weird lofty language, but without punctuation, um, some backstory that's just 
crazy that's like, why are you giving me all this information? I mean, I know people can be crazy, right? Even collectors who want to buy your art, but that is uh, definitely suspect. If you have one or two of those, chances are it's a scam. And you know what? I always just say, trust your instincts on this because if it feels too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. I know we want to believe, but that belief can make you much worse off than if you just cut ties at the get-go. You don't want to find yourself being threatened by this person or giving this person uh, personal information that they can use against you or worst case scenario, being out two, three, four grand because you bought the story, you bought the bullshit. Just uh, cut that short and you'll be better off for it. There's really no way to stop these people from doing this because anybody who has email, anybody who has a website, you're, you're a target. And unfortunately, I literally get about two of these per week, which you know what I take as a compliment because it means that I'm getting some traffic, which is good. But unfortunately, you just have to weed these people out. And they're starting to get a little wiser to these stories. They're, they're starting to realize all the scammer info that's out there on them. So they're changing the story a little bit. That's why I got a little bit hooked again by this uh, quote unquote collector from Frankfurt. But uh, if you just go one more email in, the same stuff appears. Another quick tip is you can always just plug their email into Google and just plug that email in plus say scam or art scam. And most of the time, about 60% of the time, the email will come up and you'll have different people saying like, oh yeah, I was approached by this or I got an email from this same email address. But even if you haven't, um, it doesn't mean that it's not a scammer. You can be the first one that they targeted or it can be brand new or nobody said anything about it. So just make sure that you're being aware and, and you're trusting your gut. Also, if you don't have a website right now that has e-commerce Uh, like people can actually check out and buy work directly through your site. It's very easy um, by credit card. Then you need to get on that because first of all, it's the 21st century and you need to have e-commerce to sell your work online. But secondly, you're actually more susceptible if you have an old school website where people can't check out through your site because obviously somebody emailing you, being interested in your work, seeing on your website makes a lot more sense, right? If you don't have e-commerce set up. It's going to be like, oh, well, yeah, but they couldn't check out on my site. So maybe this person's telling the truth. Whereas if they're, like I said, spinning a big yarn and saying, oh, I I want to pay by check, blah, blah, blah. But they've looked through all your website and they know that they can just with one click buy your work. It's it's much more suspect. And it's just so much easier to return and say, look, if you really like the work, here it is. Buy by a credit card or use PayPal to check out. And it's all good. Um, You might be more inclined to kind of keep answering emails, do the back and forth, and then maybe they convince you somehow down the road. So if you don't have e-commerce on your website, get going on that. The last thing you want to do is get taken down the road far enough to the point where you've actually accepted the cashier's check. And then you've said, oh, uh, actually, I'm not going to, I'm realizing this is a scam. I can't do anything about this. And you try to reach out to them and say, "Uh, this is way too much money, or I can't do this. I realized then the people are going to say, I've notified the authorities holding on to this check and not depositing and not giving the goods that I've requested is a felony or it's illegal. And I'm notifying all the authorities. And also you just don't want to risk at that point, people who have your information and then they're mad at you. I just, I would rather just nip it in the bud at the beginning. That's a good rule of thumb. So anyway, I think that's kind of the general kind of nitty gritty of this whole email scam thing. I was going to go into some different types of art scams, 
But this one seems to be like the most prevalent nowadays. So I think we'll leave it at that. Maybe I'll get into some other pay-to-play stuff down the road. Those are also, it's not necessarily a scam. Sometimes they do offer you a service, but what they're asking in return from the artists is just above and beyond. Sometimes in the like close to the tens of thousands of dollars for not giving you a very good return on your investment. So in my opinion, some of those are also pretty big art scams, even if they are making good on their word of providing a service. But we'll get into that in another podcast episode down the road. In the meantime, I would like to leave you guys with one of my favorite recent scammer emails before signing off. I hope you enjoy. Be safe out there, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Smith, for your quick response. Too bad the wild is sold out already. It's an interesting piece, and it'd have complimented my study room. However, you've managed to convince me to replace it with magic under the moonlight. Please do go ahead and package the paintings. Thank you for covering the shipping expenses. You're a good man, Mr. Preston. I'll be paying by check. So kindly provide me with your full name, as you want it appeared on your check. Your full address, which includes street name, house number, city, and state, and zip code to ensure safe delivery. Please also provide a recent blood sample. Please treat as soon as possible, so I can instruct my account manager to initiate payment to you immediately. Thank you. Goffred. Period. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.